Are you ready to be entrefied? Let's break free of the life we are told to live. Create freedom and wealth by adding value to others' lives. Challenge traditions, challenge authority, and get entrefied. Hey guys, this is Jeff, one of the hosts on Entrefied. Our other host is Patrick. Patrick, uh, how are you doing tonight? Yeah, wonderful, great. You know, everything's going great, and uh, just here and uh, here to make a great episode and knock it out for you guys tonight. Awesome, guys! If you're listening to Entrefied for the first time, I wanted to go over some things that way you would know. Entrefied, entre means entering into and fide means satisfied. And we define it as entering into your success. And that's a lot about what this podcast is about uh, is entering into your success. We try to find successful principles uh, from the interview interviewees that we have on here and some successful traits and habits. And we try to pass this on to you guys. So you guys get a lot of great value from it tonight. We're going to be talking about, some of the philosophies that's talked about in a Bruce Lee book. And it's actually called The Warrior Within. But this is some of the quotes that's in the book. If you guys have not got the book, I'd encourage you to take a look at the book. Um, I think it's a great book in a lot of different aspects. It makes you think. He was a really a thinker. Did you ever read any of his stuff, uh, Patrick? Yeah, I remember uh, one time in college I had to do a, had to do a couple of papers on. I chose him to be my my person that I wrote about for the semester. And one of the biggest things that stuck out to me was he actually had a college degree in philosophy. So he, he actually was, yeah. uh, he was big on that. And uh, I think it's philosophy. It may have been psychology, but one of the two. And so he was a very, you know, he's very well thought person, very smart. And I think that's the overlooked quality that he had was he had a really great philosophy and thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. He was, I tell you what, as far as philosophy, he had some, some philosophies that would really make you think about a lot of different things. One of the things that I was reading about, it says the phenomenon of the moon in the water. And I'd like to go ahead and go over that for a minute. The phenomenon of the moon in the water is likened to human experience. The water is the subject and the moon, the object. When there is no water, there is no moon in the water. And likewise, when there is no moon, but when the moon rises, the water does not wait to receive its image. And when it ev- even the tiniest drop of water is poured out of th- the moon, does not wait to cast its reflection. The moon does not intend to cast its reflection and the water does not receive its image on purpose. The event is caused as much by the water as by the moon. And as the water manifests the brightness of the moon, the moon manifests the clarity of the water. Everything does have a real relationship. You know, if you read this for the first time and you're not into philosophical principles and things like this, you may think, I don't understand. And I think you can apply this in a lot of different ways. But I think what he was really talking about is seeing how nature had relationships and a lot of things have relationships. You know, I, I spent some time last week and I, I kind of get a lesson out of a lot of different things, but I was watching a tree limb blow in the wind here in uh, my addition. And uh, 
it's just beautiful weather that day. But the wind was blowing, and I watched the limb blow. And then at that moment, the wind blew even harder, and then that limb just went back even further and kind of bent and distorted, but it come right back. And it made me think about that how the circumstances of life that we go through, you know, if we take that challenge, a lot of times we can learn things and grow. And it's not always comfortable, but we're never left the same. And I don't know if you get the concept there, but what I was, what I'm trying to say is a lot of times in life when we go through things, if we'll look for what we can learn in those challenges and those struggles, and we apply that to our life, sometimes we don't have to repeat the same mistakes and we also become stronger. And, you know, with this that I just uh, read to you guys, you know, in my notes here, it's talking about how things have relationships. But he also goes on to say in other writings that he does how you need to bend and not break, that it's very important that you learn how to bend and not break because actually I, I've watched a lot of different things uh, on him and it's very interesting guy, a very interesting man, I think. But uh, he talks about water and being able to bend, you know, and how water, if you strike it, it's not hurt, you know, but it's talking about relationships of things. In other words, uh, if a, if snow falls on a branch, and that branch carries that load, eventually that branch will break if it does not bend. And I think that's true with life because we get, sometimes we get to the point in life, we just think all things just supposed to be easy. But a lot of times what we fail to do, Patrick, I think is look for those lessons and the trials. I mean, do you find, uh, Patrick, that, that you try to do that when you're going through something that's tough? I mean, do you actually sit and say, hey, what can I learn from this? Or or do you just say, oh, this is just a bad time? Yeah, I say uh, one of the biggest things is, like right now, I know with the current state of everything going on economically with the U.S. and the, the viruses and all those things, I know, to, you know times like now is, is a perfect opportunity for people to kind of reflect and see what what's going on what's happening and you know I really learn a lot from from really the bad times because like you say like if something bad happens I remember a few years ago I had a flat tire I didn't have a jack I didn't have a any of the tools I needed and I was like 30 minutes away from my house and it was just an awful night I was out there for like two three hours waiting on uh, somebody come pick me up because it was pretty late at night. So, you know, something like that happened to me, and I realized that in the future I need to be better prepared. And so in that in that yeah. you know crappy moment, it sucked, but it taught me a lesson to always have my tools ready, always have, you know, my house in order. And so, like, right now with this coronavirus pandemic going on, I always keep, you know, spare cash on hand in case anything happens and stuff like that. Well, obviously, you know, my cash flow went down pretty hard, but I had reserves and so I was prepared. And so times like this, your investments, your your savings, all these things, you should have a backup plan. And if you don't, eventually it's kind of like putting your hand on a, on a stove. You're going to burn your hand and 
but eventually you'll learn don't touch the stove. And so hopefully you keep that in mind and keep that going. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's really what I've learned is that stuff's going to be tough. You're always going to run into new problems, but you're going to find new solutions. And yeah. yeah. One of the things that he talks about is be soft yet not yielding, be firm yet not hard. So it's kind of like, a lot of these philosophies, you have to really think about them. But I really think where I'm going with this is is try to see the challenges that you're going up against is not just another problem, but what can you learn from it, you know, in life? You know, I mean, what are the things that you can learn from? Because if you have to repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat, and, you know, sometimes if we don't do that and we just keep going headlong into things, we're missing an opportunity to grow. I mean, would you agree with that? I mean, and that's with yeah. everything. I mean, relationships, uh, when you're going to school, if you're struggling with something, it's a sign that you need to change something. I mean, would you agree with that? Or you just, I mean, I just really think that there's that relationship. I think a lot of us miss. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's very important to, to see things and, and, when things are going really tough, just kind of look for, you know, why, how could I improve this in the future? How could I mitigate the damage here? You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like with investments. I know one thing is um, a lot of people say, Hey, there's, it's very risky to have an investment or it's very risky to do this. And I had a, uh, I took a SBA score mentor and what they are is they're, old businessmen from Nashville and they give SBA classes to people here in Nashville. So I took a couple and this guy, he said, he drew on the board. He said, when you're, you know, your business, your, your career, whatever, he said, you always have something as insurance. And so he said, what about your car? How do you mitigate the risk of your car? Cause that's really risky. You get in a wreck, you yeah. lose your whole car. So he's like, you figure out how to mitigate your risk by having uh, car insurance. And so how do you mitigate risk on investments? Well, you either have, you know, you'll play options against your investments in the future that are opposite. So if I have a bunch of stocks, I hope we're going to go up. I'll buy like a put out a year from now to kind of make it as if it goes up, I win. If it goes down, I win. But obviously, you, you know, you lose less. But then you have stop losses. But basically, you have a point where you hit this threshold and, and you get out. And so I think it's important to find that, you know, to have that insurance, to always have insurance of some kind in whatever you're doing and creating that, you know, that safety net basically. Yeah. And I mean, I agree with that, which now I'll be honest with you. I don't see it just as financial though. I mean, I see it in other ways as just sitting here writing some notes as you was talking, but one of the things that I wrote here and I see this and think about this so often, I mean, we're talking about our challenges, learning, from our challenges, our struggles, what is it that you can learn rather than just say, hey, got another problem, but it's the relationships that we have. And I'm not talking about your relationship with your husband or your wife or, you know, I'm talking about those direct relationships when, for instance, you're having a really good day, all right? There's a reason that you had a really good day. And people will say, I'm just, man, I'm just having a bad day. I don't feel good or you know, this, that, or the other. And I think it's so often overlooked that there is certain things, there's certain patterns to a bad day. 
Do you find that true, Patrick, with what you've got going on? Mindset, uh, physical activity, getting busy, getting started, feeling good about yourself. What makes a good day for you? Yeah, I mean, when you're having a bad day, it's you need to know you need to have limits set. So if I'm having a bad day, and I'm day trading or something, I'm going to have a limit that says, "Hey, if I make three bad trades in a row, I'm out. I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to take." It's just walk. quitting for the day. Just quitting for the day. Yeah, because what's going to happen is I'm going to get mad. I'm going to start doing stupid stuff, and so come emotional. Yeah, you come emotional, and I feel like when you get, it's kind of like a. Like, the, obviously, the snowball, you know, something bad happens and something else bad happens. And it's really not a bad day. You're just finding, you know, you're just highlighting the bad moments, and that's making the day worse in your mind. It's really not a bad day. Yeah. Um, and as far as a good day, you know, how to have a good day, uh, I mean, really, really for me, a good day is whenever I'm communicating with people, I'm having a good talk with somebody. And yeah. I kind of move forward in my life and I feel like I made true progress. You know, like a lot of people think that when you just do work and it's just busy work that you're just, that's what you're doing. You're answering emails. You, you feel like you're accomplishing something, but in reality, you're not really doing much when you're doing emails or you're fixing your website. It's really not the core of what you need to be doing. It's not essential. And so are critical. And so, really for me is knocking out critical things. And most of the time those difficult tasks are the ones that make us uncomfortable and that we don't want to do. And so, for example, if I need to, you know, if I need to reach out to a guest for the show and have a new guest, that makes me uncomfortable. I don't want to do it. And so clearly that's telling me to have a good day. I need to fulfill this thing. I need to do this because it's interesting. It's it's got to be difficult because if it's not difficult, it's something that makes me feel good. It's not it's not worth anything because, you know, I if I feel good, just you know, sending a text message or something, oh, that makes me feel great. But what am I really accomplishing with that? You know, maybe not really much. And so, I think to have a good day, I have to really find something. Like for example, and you can use this for any part. Uh, I got I need to mow the yard, and so. For me to have a good day, I need to knock that out because it makes my house look bad and makes me look bad as a neighbor. And so that's something that's important that I really need to do. Uh, instead of doing the dishes because I have four plates on the sink, I could go do that. But that's not really going to make me have a great day. So, yeah, making having a good day to me is knocking out critical essential tasks that I'm putting off and I'm putting on the back burner. Because I feel like what happens is in your mind, it starts to build up kind of like a trash pile because you have five, ten different things you need to do. Yeah. And uh, and so when when your mind starts getting filled with all these tasks that you need to accomplish and you keep putting them off, it just keeps building in your head and taking up space, you know, kind of like a computer with a junked up hard drive. And so I think it's important that you take care of those things. That's so true. I mean, you know, uh, and what I hear you saying is knocking out the difficult things and getting it off your mind, just getting it out of the way. And I, I agree with a lot of that because I here's something that I've struggled with before, and it's something that I know that I need to do, and let's say the next month. You know, am I going to wait till the end of the month to get that done? It's like all those days you're suffering in the meantime. 
It's like, get it done and get it over with. That way you don't have to think about it anymore. You know, there's a lot of truth to that. But, you know, I think of a person in my life and, you know, I look at them and I think, man, that in this area, they've really got it going on. And they are a person that is constantly, you know, doing something, trying to just do something all the time. And, you know, they get their passion and their joy a lot from just being able to accomplish things. And I mean, we're talking about being able to be that way 98% of the time. You're doing what they can. And I mean, it's not one of the, and I'm talking about get on it. It's not one of those things where you just waiting like a lot of us do. And I see this and I'm like, that is so, that's such a cool trait. I mean, it's a great work ethic. And I, you know, I talked about Patrick, one of the great things uh, that I, I thought was really, really cool is having a great work ethic. And I'd mentioned that, you know, that that's just a simple tidbit, you know, but it is an awesome truth. If you're constantly busy, if you make your list a week before, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to get done. I'm going to make sure I'm doing this. And you start your list. Yeah, it's it's true that more than likely you're going to have things. There's going to be more things in that week. You're going to have more things added, more things added, more things added. But you don't even have to have that. If you get started, you've already got your week planned. Now, there's going to be things that knock you off doing that. But I guess what I'm trying to say is one of the best things that you can do is have that great work ethic. And getting your mindset right a lot of times is putting things down in the morning that you want to get done. And I mentioned this before, but it's so pertinent to, I think, everybody's life. That's wake up, figure out what you want to get done, start writing a small list of it, and get going right then. If you can, and, and here's another thing if you can find something that makes you happy in the morning before you get started, I mean, wouldn't it make sense, Patrick, to put yourself in the best state before you get started? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, really getting up and doing stuff that you don't want to do. I like to get up at, at 6 or 7 and work out. I haven't been doing that as much lately because all the gyms are closed. So I need to get back on that. But just getting up, working out, knocking out at 6, and then I don't think about it for the rest of the day. I feel a lot better, a lot healthier. And I think that leads to better decisions, better choices. Um you know, better, better things down the road. I th- and, and throughout the day, I don't have to worry about it. You know, all I got to do is knock out what needs to be, you know, really knocked out. And uh, I feel a lot better, a lot healthier. And I would say that's that's the main thing I do is I focus on that in the mornings um, because, you know, when – Awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah, there's one thing I did uh, want to mention to you guys, and I want to challenge you guys to do this. I want to ask Patrick, too. Uh, he thinks, and I'll try to give you uh, what I think as well on this. But And the question is, those good days, and I've already brought it up in this podcast, I want to know why you have those good days. Because I don't think it has a lot to do with that specific day. There's something, there's a mindset, there's a habit, there's something that you're doing that help you have good days. I'm going to go ahead and tell you what mine is. One of the things is. It's when I get a lot accomplished. When I find, when I have a lot of different things and I start early, write the list, get going, and it's already lunchtime before I turn around, I have that momentum going on. The next thing you know, I'm having an awesome day. 
Now, I could have started out thinking, I don't feel that good. But it's like when I get into that groove of I've, I've done knocked out all kinds of stuff, I, it's, it's like I feel accomplished. You know, and, and one little thing you may try is, like I said, in the morning, just writing you a list, having you some time in the morning, writing a list. But if I'll get started and get going right away and I, it winds up being lunchtime and I've already uh, basically done a full day's work before lunch. It's weird. I actually feel better. I have more energy. Uh, that's one thing that helps me have a good day. Do you have anything like that, Patrick, that you know that if you do this, is there little things like that in your life? You mentioned, and it may be what you've already mentioned, you know, working out. Is that the only thing or is that the main thing or what? Uh, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty, you know, a being person. I was listening to, uh, Listen to this uh, economist course earlier. And he was talking about being versus doing, and how you know a lot of people are doing kind of people, and a lot of people are being. And so I was kind of talking about how you know the doing people they always need laid out plans. They need to always be doing something, always working, working, working. And then the being people, they're kind of like they're just kind of you know they're kind of there in the moment. They're kind of adjusting. And they're kind of, you know, almost flying by to see their pants. You know, they're kind of, they really, you know, work to live their lives and, and they just let the courses go. And so there's two different kinds of people. And so, you know, you know, one thing may work for one type of person. One thing may, may work for the other. Right. Uh, and me, I'm more the being type. You know, I kind of, I, I, you know, I work on things so that way I can live a freer life, a better life. Um, and, and so really for me, what it is that makes me have a good day is I wake up, you know, pretty much I wake up pretty much on time and uh, get up, knock out a workout, and then I go straight into stock market and I'm just having a great, you know, great day there at eight thirty Central Times when it opens up and that I look forward to that every single day. That is my when the stock market is closed, I'm sad. Awesome. Like, it is my favorite thing to do. And so every day I get up at 8, eight o'clock sharp or before that. I never miss it. And so opens up at 8.30. And then uh, from 8.30 to 9 o'clock, I'm just hanging out, you know, checking everything out. And uh, and that's it. After 9 o'clock, that's really all I do to kick my, you know, day off and have a good day is, you know, just that little simple routine. That sounds awesome. You mentioned one thing is really cool. We're about to close the podcast, guys, but on this one. But I did want to mention one thing uh, other than what I'm about to say. But you mentioned how that not everybody's the same. And I think that's important to realize. Uh, and you need to realize what it is that makes you have a good day and what, uh, what makes you have a bad day. So that's my question, you guys. What is it that helps you have a good day? And then the other question is, what are the things that generally cause you to have a bad day? Because if you could put yourself in a state every day of, I feel wonderful. And I know some people out there thinking you can't do that. I think there is ways to have those relationship points where when you do certain things, you're putting yourself in a good state and you're the rest of the day is good. I think majority of the time you can do that. I haven't mastered it, but I sure am working on it. But uh, you mentioned one thing, finding your passions. And that's what I heard anyway. 
you said you were so excited when the market was open. I think it's super important to find your passions as well. Uh, I'm going to end on that note. If Patrick has anything uh, to close out, go ahead, Patrick. But that's the question I want to leave with you guys is the challenge of what makes the good day for you and what makes a bad day and start putting in the good day more than the bad day, guys. Yeah, great stuff. And uh, appreciate you guys for listening. Just head over to our website, com. Hop on the newsletter. We have, you know, really great show notes. Uh, let us know, like Jeff said, about your good day or bad day. Email us that. And, you know, we'll mention on the show. We'll talk about it. And, uh, yeah, we'll just – We'll just go from there, guys. So thanks for listening to the show. Thank you, guys. See you next time. Are you feeling entrefied yet? We hope so. For more information and news updates, check us out at www.entrefied.com or contact Patrick directly on facebook.com slash Patrick Hughes 9000.